Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with the Pew Podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion to see people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Welcome here, everybody. So excited to have you. Today, we're talking all about Bible apps and the danger they have caused for especially our generation. I have had so many conversations, y'all. So many conversations, Maddie too, with teenagers especially that think that Bible apps are just the best thing since sliced Mm -hmm. bread and that it is enough, that it is just the best tool for a Christian basically. And we have some thoughts. We have some rebuttals against that because I think that we have become this culture that is just so rushed and so hurried about every single thing we do and we can can never do anything well. Like we don't pour into a few things and do them really well and give them our best because we're being pulled in a million different directions all the time. And so we tend to do everything half-heartedly, mm-hmm. even if it's unintentional because we've allowed the world too much time. We have given our yes to too many people and too many activities and y'all get the get the deal, okay? Like we are all hurried and rushed and busy mm-hmm. and we we kind of glorify that busyness. And so then we want to make things like our Bible reading, our our study time, our time with Jesus that we spend with him and we give to him. We're like, okay, five minutes is enough for him because five minutes is enough for my friend over here and five minutes here. And, you know, I've got all this different stuff that I've got to run to and do. And you get to the point where it's just kind of like, uh, I, d- I didn't spend any time with Jesus. Like I just decided mm-hmm. to read a quick verse and be done. Anyway, we're going to talk a lot about that. I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm super passionate about this topic here today. But Maddie, catch us up on just a few things that have happened this week, blog post-wise, our latest episode before this one, and that kind of thing. Yeah, so we posted a new blog post on Thursday, as Mm -hmm. usual. It's a very, very good one, so you should go and read it. Uh, Our blog is always linked in the description of all of our episodes, and we also put out a new podcast episode last Monday, and that one was pretty good. I had a good time in, you know, recording that and stuff. We talked about some things that we're very interested in, Mm -hmm. and it was just a very, very good one about cultivating beauty and looking for joy and beauty in your (laughs) everyday lives. And we've also been posting a lot on our Instagram page, so if you want some extra stuff, some little behind the scenes of writing blog posts and all the fun stuff that goes into recording and just our everyday lives, be sure to go and follow us on Instagram. It's just at thefew.blog. Alrighty, guys, let's jump in. Maddie, I'm going to let you start us off with just some of the things that we've Mm -hmm. noticed about Bible apps that can be very detrimental to us as Christians. Well, first, I think that the Bible app really is just detrimental. And I'm not... I don't even know how it gained such popularity. And I'm not saying that the creators of the Bible app, I'm not saying that any of it is inherently horrible mm-hmm. or anything. I think that the people who created this app were genuinely trying to create a resource for Christians. But I think that first and foremost, 
we've had a lot of friends who think that the Bible app is great, like Lily said, and we have a lot of friends who act like their streak of reading the verse of the day is such an amazing accomplishment, Mm -hmm. and I am glad that they're reading some form of scripture every day because that's something that is necessary for the Christian faith. However, I think that the verse of the day just doesn't cut it, Mm -hmm. and some of you may think that's a little bit harsh, but I have just seen such a decline in the deepness and the gravity of Christianity since people have started acting like the verse of the day can accommodate what they need for an actual quiet time, an actual Mm. study time. And I think that this just leaves so much open to interpretation in a way for scripture. Obviously, the word is living and active. And so, the Lord reveals different things to us. Therefore, we interpret certain verses Mm -hmm. different ways sometimes when you learn something new about maybe the Hebrew origin of it or where it comes from, what context it was being used in. And the verse of the day completely destroys this concept. Mm -hmm. Because when you're just reading the verse of the day, it's super easy to take things out of context and try and make the rest of the Bible make sense sense revolving around one single verse when really it should be this verse makes sense because it is surrounded by the rest of the Bible. The Mm -hmm. Lord has said this and this and it connects to this and this is why he taught this. So, I think that the verse of the day is something that we should not be buying into and thinking that it's something that's really, really great and helping us in our faith. I'm not saying that you couldn't read the verse of the day like when you first wake up or something and have a quiet time later. I think that that would be fine, but... Just not exclusively. Yes, because we've had a lot of friends who, Mm -hmm. like I said, their streak on the Bible app is the most important thing in their relationship with Jesus. And I don't know, I've just seen a lot of people read different verses and take it completely out of context and then try and kind of mold it Mm -hmm. to fit their lifestyle instead of this example that Jesus has given us of how we should be living. Mm -hmm. And so, I just think that the verse of the day is something that we should not be relying on to feed us in our spiritual walk with Jesus and to help us grow in our relationship with him. Because in order to become really, really close to him, we need to know what he's saying. Right. And just one single verse is not going to help us get to know the Lord at all. It's Mm -hmm. just like listening to a five-second video on Instagram of this random person who says a little something about Christianity and that's all you know about them. Well, they had this one good 10-second video that I watched on Instagram one time, and that's kind of the same thing that happens when we are focusing in on one single solitary verse of the day with the Bible app, and it's just so easy to, like I said, adapt scripture so that it fits our lifestyles, sometimes our sinful lifestyles, because we don't want to change and we don't want to become more like Jesus because it's difficult. Mm -hmm. Very true. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And I think that when we get sidetracked a little bit with thinking that Bible apps are it, right? That mm-hmm. they're, it's okay, just use that all the time. I think that we really 
deceive ourselves by thinking that because how is the word of God going to convict you and show you things when you only give, you know, two seconds to reading Mm -hmm. a verse of the day, right? And I'm not saying that God can't use that to encourage you and challenge you. I'm not saying that. But when you're doing that exclusively, that's what we're trying to say in this episode. When, When you're using things like Bible apps exclusively and you're not giving time to spend in the word of God physically, where you're holding your Bible in your hands. Another thing that's just really kind of shocked me about watching, especially teenagers, get wrapped up in thinking, oh, Bible apps are really good for me and I'm just going to use that exclusively, is that when they come to Sunday school or they come to Bible study or they come to a place where we're all in a group and we're studying scripture and all that stuff and they have a physical Bible in front of them, they have no idea how to use it. Mm-hmm. They have no idea how to find the book of John. Yeah. <laughs> they have no idea how to, and not just the book of John, but like they have no idea how to find things, how to use scripture, how to find verses and chapters. And it just reveals a lot about how quick and easy we want the word of God to be to us, right? We want it to just be the simple thing that we get into. And it is simple. It is really easy to do. Like sitting mm-hmm. down with a physical book, physical Bible, it's not hard, but somehow in our generation, that is so obsessed with technology and so obsessed with social media and things like that. I mean, even girls today that I see on Instagram are reading the verse of the day just so that they can post it on their Instagram story when they wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not actually to learn and be challenged and encouraged by it. And they are using it exclusively. And you just can't, you can't build your faith in that way, right? There's no serious thing about that. It's just you want it to be easy and quick. And when you're not willing to give the Lord time and you're not willing to give him the attention that he deserves and the love that he deserves in this way, then what are we doing? And I think that digital scripture allows for so many distractions allows for so many notifications to pop up, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, now I'll go into Instagram or I got a text message, got to answer that. Oh, I need to write this down in my notes app. Whatever it is for us that, you know, our our brains are just constantly trying to think of what's the next thing? What am I on to? What am I doing? Because we live so hurried and so busy on an everyday basis. And so I would just encourage you if you are kind of stuck in that thought of, okay, Bible apps are good and things to be used exclusively. I would just ask you to take a step back from that and examine, have you made it an excuse because you don't want to give the Lord time to speak to you? Um, Because a lot of times when I have done that, I've noticed that personally, now I'm not saying this is everyone, but personally when I am not in the word of God physically and Mm -hmm. I don't say, okay, I'm going to just take some time this morning. I'm not going to set a limit. I'm not going to, you know, set an alarm for when I need to be done. I'm just going to sit here and read and allow the Lord to speak to me. I'm going to create a quiet environment. Maybe I put my phone in the other room Mm -hmm. or I silence it and put it down on the floor where I can't see it. I can't see any notifications that pop up or anything like that, I notice that God speaks to me and that I really 
start to understand scripture because I'm giving it the time it deserves. Mm -hmm. I'm allowing it to impact my heart. I'm allowing it to be that two-edged sword to my heart and allow it to pierce into my soul and my spirit and, and convict me in the areas that I'm maybe not growing or something that I, I did yesterday that I shouldn't have done that I need to ask forgiveness for. And I think that there's just so much goodness and truth to be found Mm -hmm. in spending an appropriate amount of time with God and giving him the time he deserves instead of just saying, okay, I have five minutes, Lord, make it quick here. We're going to read the verse of the day. I'm going to post it on Instagram so that everybody knows that I read scripture this morning. And then like Maddie said, your theology, what you believe about scripture, what you think, how you use scripture and look for things and memorize things. It's going to be a lot more difficult because you have no concept of it, right? Because you you don't do it on a daily basis. And it's really good as Christians that we are looking at scripture for ourselves. We're thinking for ourselves. That's a huge one. I think that in our generation as social media obsessed people, Mm -hmm. we don't know how to think for ourselves. And so we have no idea how to do research. We have no idea how to look at things and think through it for ourselves. We just want people to tell us what it is. We want it on our screen and we want to be able to, you know, highlight it and whatever and be done. Yeah. And I think with the verse of the day specifically, I know I keep talking about that, but I was just thinking about this. Um, With the verse of the day specifically, it's so much easier to be lied to mm-hmm. about scripture and about Christianity when we're not devoting a lot of time to it and we're not reading like a whole chapter at least every day. Even if it's not every day, I think that it's almost more beneficial, which I'm not saying that you should do this necessarily. I think that you should have time every day in scripture, but I think it's honestly more beneficial if you're not prioritizing that maybe as much. It's even better to have a longer time, maybe only twice a week where you read two chapters Mm -hmm. or even just one whole chapter than reading just one verse every day. And like Lily said, we're so lazy in our generation and we're so obsessed with social media and people just telling us what we need to know and we don't go past the surface level with anything. It's so much easier for people to lie to us about our theology, about what we should be believing when we don't devote a good amount of time to reading scripture. I also think that with the Bible app, if we are just doing one of their reading plans or the verse of the day (laughs) or something like that, I'm not saying that reading plans are bad at all. Like Lily's going through a reading plan right now, which is, you know, the Bible in a year and stuff. And we've talked about that before. I've done reading plans before, but I think that with those kinds of things, they're always short and they're always very surface level. And we use those things to try and rush God's presence and rush the things that he wants to tell us. And then we aren't even relying on him to give us information and convict us and tell us different things. We just simply rely on the Bible app's reading plan to tell us what we need to know Mm -hmm. about the scripture we just read. Or Mm -hmm. even some of those reading plans don't even involve you reading scripture. It's just purely what they want to tell you. I don't want anyone to walk away from this and think that we absolutely hate (laughs) Bible apps or the people (laughs) who created Bible apps because... 
like I said, I genuinely do believe that they probably created this as a good resource for Christians. Mm -hmm. Maybe not even to be used daily, but when you're on the run, you don't have your Bible with you when you want to look something up. I think that it's fine to use the Bible app for things like that. You're out, you're trying to think of a verse that, Mm -hmm. you know, you're thinking of a verse, but you don't know the reference, or you just want something specific that maybe you could send a friend real quick, but you don't have your Bible right in front of you. I think that honestly, it's a good thing for things like that. Yeah, I was going to add to that real quick before you. There have been lots of times where someone's texting me, you know, like one of our Bible study girls, one of my friends is texting me and they're like, hey, I need help with this question. I'm not sure how to answer my friend who's asking me this. What scripture would you bring up or how would you answer this or whatever? And I may be at a meeting with dad or an outreach or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. I may be out and I don't have my Bible with me at the time. And I will go to the Bible app real quick and I'll be like, okay, here's a couple verses you could bring up and here's some things to point out about those verses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's really helpful for things like that because I can just copy and paste and send it to him real quick and be like, here you go. Yeah, You're in the middle of the conversation, show them the scripture. And I encourage them, like, if you are somewhere where you have a Bible and you can look these up with them and, like, show them, here's where it is. And I've always encouraged, especially our friends and Bible study girls, that you need to know where things are in scripture. You need to know how to use your Bible because when you are searching something with someone else who may not be a Christian, Mm -hmm. it's an amazing example for them to watch you look this up, find a scripture, and they're watching you and they see that you know where things are. Mm -hmm. They see that you're not scrambling like, no idea how to use this, but I'm telling you that you should read scripture and that you should believe in Jesus even though I have no idea what I'm doing, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that every time you're going to know exactly where scripture is. I certainly don't. But I know how to use my Bible. And so if somebody tells me, hey, I need to read that verse from 1 John chapter 2 or whatever, mm-hmm. I know where 1 John is and I can get there pretty quickly, you know, relatively yeah fast and I can show them where that is and show them first John and show them Mm -hmm. and explain to them whatever I need to explain. So for things like that, it's really, really good. But I don't know. I'm just really not impressed with how digital everything is becoming. Mm -hmm. Even as a young Christian girl myself, like I'm 18 years old. And so everybody would probably look at Maddie and I, 18 and 16 years old and think, oh, they love everything being digital and like they're tech wizards and all that stuff. We hate it. (laughs) And I think it's only making our generation more dumb and lazy by the day. Truly. And especially when it comes to Christian faith and what we believe and why we believe it, we literally have no clue. Mm -hmm. Gen Z has no idea what they believe. Mm -hmm. I think I saw a statistic. What was that now? Uh, I brought it up in Bible study a couple months ago about how it's only like four or six percent. I forget which. I think it was six percent. Six percent of our generation. So Mm -hmm. Maddie and I's generation, Gen Z, has a biblical worldview. Yeah. Only six percent of us. And so I think that that's just insane. And I think a lot of that has to do with everything being digital and Mm -hmm. everything being instant and quick and hurried and busy. And we have no idea what it means or what it looks like to be quiet in the presence of God and to cherish it. Mm -hmm. Um, I just saw that scripture. See, I'm using the Bible app right now for our podcast episodes because I was like, hey, what's that scripture? Because I couldn't remember the reference. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, Mm -hmm. teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Let the word of Christ dwell richly in you. 
how are we doing that when we're just reading a verse of the day or when Mm -hmm. we're just getting on, you know, a simple devotional, 10-day devotional on the Bible app where we don't have to think for ourselves, where they give us a scripture and they tell us what to think. Mm -hmm. I don't want that. I don't want that. I want someone to encourage me to grow. Like some some people could probably even say that about our blog. We write blog posts Mm -hmm. about Christian things and say, here's what's right. Here's what's wrong. Here's the deal. But I always encourage people, don't believe everything that I say. Don't believe everything we put out on the blog or say in this podcast episode. I want you to go look at that. I want you to now examine and watch different people that you see who are using Bible apps, who are reading the verse of the day exclusively examine, watch, be someone who is cautious of those things now in your Mm -hmm. own life and think about it for yourself. Don't just take our word for it. Yeah. Um, Because when you start to look at those things and, you know, I listen to so many conversations like this one that we're having here today where I'm like, you know what? I've never thought about that before. Like, that's really interesting. And once I listen, I'll, you know, go about my week and something will come up and I'll be like, wow, I I would have never noticed that before. But Mm -hmm. now since I listened to that and I had another kind of take on that and listened to someone else think through that, now I'm thinking through it and it's very helpful. Yeah. So I think that the moral of this story, as I like to say, (laughs) is that the Bible app is not a sufficient substitute Mm. for a personal quiet time with Jesus. And this has taught us, like Lily was saying, that everything is instant and everything is just right there at our fingertips whenever we want it. And it doesn't require effort from us. It doesn't require any sort of brain power. Mm-hmm. And it is not helping us to exercise our knowledge of Jesus and mm-hmm. our knowledge of the gospel, which half of us don't even have because yeah. we have relied on things like the Bible app or Christian accounts on Instagram mm. or, you know, I watch Christian TikTok videos today. Does that count? Like, <laughs> no. No. Don't even get us started on TikTok. You already know how we feel about TikTok. But again, I'm not saying that the Bible app is some horrible thing that has come from the devil himself. It hasn't. But I do believe that we as Christians need to get away from some of these things and we need to actually pick up a physical copy of our Bibles. We Mm -hmm. talked about this in our podcast episode with Bethany Beal from Girl Defined. Yeah having a physical copy of the Bible, Mm -hmm. and then you can do your cross-referencing. You can read more than you were planning on reading. You're reading more than one verse for sure. And I don't know. I just think that the Bible app is slowly destroying our society. Mm. And that may sound a little harsh to some people, but I truly believe it is. Yep. So, We hope that this encouraged you in some way and that you were just able to kind of put into perspective some of the different things that are going on with these Bible apps. Even if you don't use a Bible app yourself, I think that it's important for us to encourage other people also Mm -hmm. to get in scripture and actually read the things that Jesus said in black ink on an actual paper. Mm -hmm. So, I just think that that's important for Christians, whether you're at church and the pastor is reading scripture, you know, there's another thing we put it up on the screen or Mm -hmm. it's in your bulletin or whatever. I think that that's been detrimental to Christianity as well because, I mean, I look around and I see 40% of people in churches Mm -hmm. actually bringing their Bibles. I think that we need to stop making it so 
incredibly, I want to say easy for people, but that's not necessarily the word that I'm looking for. I think we need to just stop enabling people to be lazy Mm -hmm. in their faith. We need to encourage them and call them to a higher standard of like, it's not that difficult to pick up your Bible and sit down and cultivate that quiet atmosphere. Like Lily said, I just think that we need to stop being so lazy in our faith. That's the, (laughs) that's, that's it. Very important. Anyway. We are going to wrap up this episode in prayer, so please pray with us. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this day, and I thank you that we were just able to sit down and record this episode today, and I pray that you would just help each and every one of us as Christians to stop being lazy in our faith, and that we would just hold ourselves to this standard that says, like, I'm not just going to read the verse of the day every single day and act like that covers what I need to be reading in the Bible. I pray that we would just pick up your word and that we would actually turn the pages and read whole chapters and just be listening to what you're really trying to say to us, that we wouldn't take anything out of context or try and mold it to fit our lifestyles, but that we would follow you wholeheartedly. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I know it was a bit of a heavy one. I appreciate y'all staying around and especially listening to this point. Be sure to, as Maddie said, follow us on Instagram. We're posting a lot of stuff, a lot of important updates and different things there Mm -hmm. that you'll want to be tuning in for. And be sure to download y'all because we are over halfway to hitting 7,000 downloads. Which is crazy because we just did our 6,000 download (laughs) special like three weeks ago. I know. So who knows? Will we hit it this week, next week? I don't know, but we're really excited and can't wait to see what God is going to do and continue to do here on the podcast. And our two-year anniversary for the podcast is coming up on May 1st. That's so crazy, guys. That is crazy. That's before our next episode will be uploaded, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's insane. I'm not sure what we're going to do to celebrate. We'll update and tell y'all. Okay, guys, I have talked way too much and Maddie's giving me the look. So we will talk to you guys next Monday. Bye, guys.